This is another MacWorld series of MacWorld Expo podcast, part of our week-long coverage of the most exciting Apple event of the year. In the next few minutes, you'll hear from some of the best and brightest in the industry, including MacWorld editors and the movers and shakers in the Apple universe. And now, this episode's guest host. Macworld Podcast, Macworld Expo Special Edition for Friday, January 18th, 2008. Sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. Macworld Podcast listeners can get a free audiobook now at www.audiblepodcast.com slash Macworld. Welcome to Macworld's Macworld Expo Special Edition Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Breen. It's the final day of Macworld Expo, and man, if I weren't recording these introductions ahead of time, my voice would sound like this, because undoubtedly I've been screaming, talking, and singing my lungs out. Expo just generates that kind of excitement and enthusiasm. But things are winding down after a long and thrilling week. As I mentioned yesterday, you can catch up on the week's events by visiting Macworld.com and reading the countless stories posted there, as well as listening to earlier podcasts. But it's not over yet. Let's kick things off with today's first guest host. Thanks, Chris. This is Rob Griffiths, Senior Editor of Macworld Magazine, and I'm sitting here today with Rob David Rantoul and Ricardo Ettore. Now, you don't know those names, probably, uh, but Ricardo is an exhibitor here. He's with Ettore Software. They're the authors of Type It For Me and a bunch of other interesting programs, but Type It For Me is the one I use myself. If you've seen a demo that I've run, you've probably seen me using Type It For Me. And Rob David Rantoul runs a company called plasmadesign.co.uk, and they do business cards and they do desktops. And again, if you've seen a demo that I've run, you've seen his work because he's on all my desktops. Some amazing artwork. So thank you both for coming. Thank you. Yeah. Hello. And the reason they're both here is that this is the international podcast because both hail from the United Kingdom, um, David directly and Ricardo by way of Brussels and Italy. So I thought it'd be interesting to get their perspective as uh, attendees from outside the United States and exhibitors as to how the show is going this year. So first, let, let's take a look at the keynote. Uh, David, Rob, what did you think of the keynote this year? Uh, it was uh, it, it was it was not quite as good as last year, but it was it was good. There were there were um, you know lots of things that people were expecting to see, uh, which was a shame. It was, it's always nice to go in there and be surprised. We weren't this year. Um, but you can't have an iPhone every year. Um, you know, the MacBook, MacBook Air is nice. Uh, the the movie rentals was partly a surprise to me. I didn't expect um, them to get every every studio they did do. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was not bad. And, you, Ricardo, you had a chance to watch, I believe, the keynote. Actually, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I okay. will be watching it when I go back um, to London on, on, the, uh, on the replay. So I, I actually followed it um, on, the, uh, on the blogs, you know, while it was going on. Um, well, you know, as Rob said, I mean, obviously um, the, the rumors before were, were more or less telling us uh, almost everything that was announced. I had a prediction that didn't come through. I was um, hoping or expecting that, uh, that Steve was going to announce the uh, iPhone development, uh, software development oh, right. kit early because uh, we are two weeks away from February and I thought yeah. he would pull out of the hat look and, and all these developers have already done these applications and you can get them today from the iTunes store he didn't um, I'm very eagerly anticipating that SDK obviously um, I have uh, developed a, a version of my program for the phone but for the moment uh, nobody can install it uh, yeah. <laughs> so. and I have, I have a beta of the application yeah. and it works very well and type it for me is definitely something that has a natural fit on something like the iPhone yeah because it, it is 
still painful to, to type with, yes. with one finger at a time, you know, so it really makes sense. People like it when they have 10 fingers on, on a Mac keyboard so, and they love it on the iPhone, I think. So, so is the MacBook Air on either of your radar screens is something you're going to buy? or If it had been available in the store today, I probably would have picked one up and <laughs> took, taken it back to the UK, you know, especially with, with the pound, pound to dollar yes. ratio being oh, yes. what it is. I would, I would have grabbed one. I, I, I'm, I'm almost certain of that. If I have to sort of think about it for two weeks, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, there might be one in the, in the future. Yeah. I, think, I think I feel the same. Um, we've known each other for a few years, yeah. and we've talked a lot about a sub notebook. Um, I would have liked it to have been a little bit, have a little bit smaller footprint. Um, and uh, but, but like you say, if it had been on sale today after seeing it on the show floor, I think I would have rushed down the Apple store and bought one because it's a super sexy. It is sexy. Machine. It is very sexy. And as I, I uh, explained to a friend, I said, you know, I wrote an article that actually said I'm not purchasing one because of these shortcomings. And then you get down on the show floor and you hold one and, and you, you look at it, it and you go, what shortcomings? It's well, perfect. Well, this, <laughs> this is Apple. It sums <laughs> yes, up, you know, exactly. you, you so, just want their products. It doesn't at, matter. At the moment, I'm holding off, but we'll there, see. There seems to be some, to me, some, some comparisons between when this was released and when the Nano was released in as much as uh, they released a super small product. Yep. There was a lot less storage. But there wasn't a lot of price difference between that and the, 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 the main iPod, which had right. a lot more storage. And there, were, there was a lot of talk on the blogs about why, why would you buy a Nano for an extra 50 bucks? You could have an extra 25 gigs of storage. Yeah. Um, and there seems to be a lot of talk about that now. Um, you know, the MacBook hasn't got the Mac, MacBook Air hasn't got this, hasn't got that. But it'll fly off the shelf. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to sell pretty well. So, um, Ricardo, as, a, as an exhibitor, how many years have you been doing the show now? I think this is the fifth time. No, yeah. we, we only missed one year since 2003. Wow. And, um, and it's, it's a good show. I mean, uh, we, uh, we feel we, we have less attendance than last year, personally. Um, I don't know why. We haven't figured out why. Yeah. We're even near the mothership. We're right, right <laughs> next to Apple. So you, you would have thought, you know, if anything, there'd be more people milling around. But, uh, but those people who do come to the stand, you know, are, are very, very keen, very interested. And, and they're giving good feedback on, you know, we, we're introducing a couple of new features and, and they, they seem to like them, so it's very rewarding. Now, obviously, coming over is, is, is not a simple thing to do. I mean, you have no. a lot of preparation to do and you're bringing the machines with you. Um, why do you come? Does, is, it, is it a combination of business and personal or is it just a business decision? No, it's, it's, uh, it's possibly even more personal than business, <laughs> I would say. I mean, uh, this, this, this month, you know, January 2008, is actually the 30th anniversary for me buying an Apple II. Wow. In January 17th. And so, you know, I've, I've been an Apple fan, yeah. you know, for 30 years now. Um, I, I bought the uh, the first Mac that got into Belgium in 1984, um, and and I've been to lots of Mac as a as a you know as an attendee. And and I just I would probably come even if I didn't have a business, you know, just because I, I love the atmosphere and I love San Francisco. It's it's, it's a great it's a great, uh, great city, great city. So. Rob, how about you? Why do you, why do you make the long 12-hour uh, well, journey? Pre- the previous four years, have, I've managed to use the excuse of business, I've managed to meet clients because we're quite a Mac-centric business, so uh, lots of clients congregate on San Francisco this time of year. This year, no excuse, pure, <laughs> pure pleasure. Uh, I'm just here to, you know, to be a Mac fan and yeah. walk the show floor. So you can see the show, which I can't. Exactly, yeah, yeah, I get to, I get to see it. It's actually a good, a good lead-in. What, what have you seen on the show floor that sort of caught your eye? Because there's obviously there's a lot of booths, and for those that haven't been here this yeah. year, typically there's an underground connector between the two halls, but this year you have to walk outside. Yeah. Um, I think I haven't been that impressed with the with the larger exhibitors, so Microsoft, uh, Adobe. Um, it seems to me most of the action tends to be with the, the smaller software developers. Yep. Um, 
things that have caught my eye. I think on the new programme by Omni Group, Omni Focus. Uh, yeah, I, getting things done out, right? Yeah, so getting things done out. Uh, I'm not particularly a big getting things done person. I'd like to be, because I'm <laughs> seriously disorganised and I really do procrastinate about stuff. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but so I've been, I've been playing with that throughout the beta and they've, they've just released it just before the show and it's a fantastic application. And the, the one that I that caught my eye, which I actually sort of caught me by surprise, I heard about it just before the show opened, but there's been a, a company called Max Speech had a product called iListen, which was a dictation and recording software, and it worked, it was okay, but uh, they have since uh, licensed the Dragon natural speaking engine from the PC world, and it is the number one voice recognition engine, and they've incorporated it into a Mac product called uh, Mac Dictate, and they're demonstrating it in the booth, and... Uh, it's fairly amazing to watch it work because this woman that we were speaking with is just talking as we are talking here and behind her text edit is filling up the screen with her words and it's even leaving out the ums and the ahs and the pauses. Wow. So it was it was very impressive. I can't wait to see what that looks like. That was sort of the biggest thing that caught my eye. But, but it's, I, I would agree with you that it's it's the booths like the, the Typic Formy booth and the, the developer, pavilion, developer pavilion behind Apple has probably... 50 to 60 developers in yeah, it, I guess. In a very small In space. very small spaces. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're all showing amazingly little, cool little applications that yeah. do some, some great stuff. There's a company called BusyMac that has uh, solved a problem that I think has been annoying since day one of iCal, which is if you have a household with two people, you can't really have one calendar for like family events because only one person can write to that calendar. Yeah. Well, BusyMac basically makes that calendar a group calendar. And you can change it, and I can change it, and we see the changes instantly, and it syncs to the internet. Uh, so it, the small booths are really fun, right, yeah. and I think that's where the heart of the, the business is. Because, I think so. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all these map, developers. Yeah. It's, it's easier to innovate when you're sort of a very yes. small company because you don't yes. have to go through a whole red tape hierarchy and yeah. put it through marketing. You, you, you're a one-man band, basically. Right. You can do it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, interesting. You can hear, I've, I've walked by several of those booths where it's like, oh, you're right, that is a good idea. I'll you know, write it down and I'll get you a beta tomorrow. Right. You know, it's sort of like, wow. <laughs> uh, and clearly you can't get that. And not for... You know, it's not a bad reason, but when you get to be Adobe size, that, that doesn't happen. So, it's 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 always an interesting experience seeing what's new on the little the little booths because that's where the big news is coming from. So, um, well, overall, are you uh, going to come back next year? Uh, it's very likely. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's very likely. I'm sure I will be. Yeah. And is there, um, you know, with what you saw at the keynote, um, you know, and we, you, you and I, Rob, have talked about an actual sub notebook, and I would have loved a 12-inch screen me too, me instead too, of yeah. a 13-inch screen. But are there are there holes in Apple's lineup that you'd like to see there before next year or at next year's show? Uh, I, I actually think this product confuses their product line. I'm, I'm not quite sure where it fits in. Um, I would have, like you say, I would like to have seen a smaller sub notebook. Yeah. I think I think maybe that as a whole, but that's obviously not going to be filled now. This this is right. This, this, is, this is their stab at it, and, and it's, like I said, it's a lovely-looking product. I would, <laughs> would have liked a 12-inch, maybe even 11-inch screen on, yeah. on something. What are you, you're pretty I'm, happy I'm, with your stuff? I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, yeah. with things, and, I, and I, um, I can't really think of something that, that I'm really lusting after, you know. Um, so um, I'll just be happy to be surprised, you know, next yeah. time to pull something out of his hat. I want to finish, actually, with one slightly technical question, but, uh, Ricardo, you're, the, you're probably the developer I know the best. Um, the whole Intel transition, how was that for you? Because you've had code that has existed since 1989, 89. I believe. Yes. <laughs> and so 
was it hard? Was it harder than you thought? Easier than you thought? It was. I think it was easier than I thought. Actually, it was easier than I thought. It, it really didn't hurt. It really huh. didn't hurt. The only thing uh, uh, that I did have trouble with was when type performing was an input method. Um, I was having trouble actually getting to work on, uh, on Rosetta and and the ah. uh, and the Intel, but then I, I changed from input method to uh, background application, and so that it problem just, you know you know solved itself. It, it's, so. as a as a consumer, I've been amazed at the yeah. transparency yes. of the transition yeah. because I expected yeah. more application yeah. difficulties and crashes and stuff. Yeah. I think the thing is, resulted in some stuff we didn't expect, like the the Mac speech program. It wouldn't have been possible. Right. If, if, exactly. if you weren't using Intel, they wouldn't have been able to use the... Right. Was, it, was it Dragon Speaking? Yeah, Dragon Natural Speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and in fact, so. it is an Intel-only product because they ported, the, obviously, an Intel right. engine. And, uh, yeah, and obviously things like Parallels and VMware Exactly, which, which is allowing it to make inroads in, yes. in uh, incorporations, yes. you know, where it becomes a no-brainer now to buy Apple equipment right. because, you know, at worst, you can use it as a Windows machine. Exactly. You know, yeah, somebody pointed well. out it's the only machine you can buy that runs so all the major OSs. Exactly, so yeah. it's really, uh, right. you know... Any other final thoughts? No. Nope. Just wish it wasn't ending today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to reality is yeah, always hard. Right, you yeah. know? Leaving the reality distortion yeah. field. And there's a 12 hour, 12 hour trip yes, going back right. home, you know, which is like. recovering from the jet lag the other way. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you both for stopping by. Ricardo, I know you have a booth to go back and man, so I will let you go, and I appreciate you coming by. No thank you very much. Thank, thank you for having us. Everyone, thank you for listening. This is Rob Griffiths. I'll turn it over now to Chris Breen. And that concludes this episode of the special Macworld Expo edition of the Macworld Podcast. I'd like to thank our guests as well as you for listening. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 415-520-9761. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, Mac, iPod, iPhone, Macworld Expo and technology news, views and information at macworld.com. See you next time.